Kennesaw State Athletics, Van Wagner Sports and Entertainment, and HelloFresh present Inside the Nest. A weekly look inside Kennesaw State football. Takes the snap and drops the throw. Here comes the pressure. Airs it far side. It is batted away and picked off in the end zone. The Owls have won it in overtime. Bust out the plank. It was Bryson Armstrong and the Owls in the wildest game in their history. Hold off the Jacksonville State Gamecocks 60-52. And now let's go inside the nest. Inside the Nest, presented by HelloFresh. Brian Giffen with Nathan McCreary. Episode 18, the final one for 2019 of this program that started way back in August when camp opened here at Kennesaw State. We look back at a 2019 season that saw the Owls season end in Ogden, Utah. A 26-20 loss at Weber State. And there were a lot of opportunities in that game. Weber State probably, Nathan, is a better team, certainly a more veteran team. But I got to tell you, you make some mistakes. You know, you have a few things go against you. You're on the road. You didn't get a bye, all of those things. Yet here the Owls were in the fourth quarter, picking off a pass with about eight minutes to go, down a touchdown. They just couldn't get it done. But they went out there and I think acquitted themselves quite well and showed everybody that doubted that they did belong in the game. Yeah, leading into that game, there was a lot of doubt whether Kennesaw State belonged in the playoffs. You pick up a big win at Wofford, then you go on the road and fly out to Utah and... You know, at halftime, you feel pretty dang good about that. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're playing extremely well. Defense is playing well. It seemed like uh, Weber State couldn't kind of get a rhythm on offense. And then after halftime, you have the big turnover for a touchdown, and you just felt the momentum swing. And Weber State, because they're a good football program, they never let Kennesaw State get back in the game. Yeah, that was probably as big of a momentum swing, I think, in a big game captured really in one or two but specifically one play as you might ever see yeah and and you could feel it you know down the sidelines and and I was making my way down when when it heard so I heard your call it didn't see it but it was uh you could feel it on the sidelines that just the wind kind of got knocked out of the team because of the turnover and the touchdown the converted fourth down where they tried the fake punt was a really big play that was really a spectacular catch by Tarlis, the guy who caught that ball. The ball was nearly not even caught at all, and he barely made it to the line of gain needed to pick up the first down. But a huge momentum play in the game, no doubt. Well, we always talk about those kind of intangibles. You know, you got to play well on third down. You Actually, first down, you want to get yards on first down. You got you to get some third down conversions. The fake punts and the fumbles for turnovers, those things, I actually thought he was short. I did, too. The official next to me said it was uh, a turnover on downs, and the official on the far side ran over and said, no, no, no. And I don't don't know that they took a second look at it. No, they didn't, which was also puzzling given the fact that it's a playoff game and you got a lot of camera angles and all of that stuff. But it is what it is. You had your opportunities. But a huge, huge play in the game. The other one I think a lot of people forget about is the one where Caleb O'Neill is running wide open down the sideline and Jonathan Murphy maybe got a little too anxious, yeah. maybe got a little overly excited, I don't know, but he missed his target, and that's going to happen during games. What a player Murphy's going to be, though. Well, and Jonathan Murphy kind of was the Cinderella of that first round. I mean, he came out of nowhere yeah. and, and ran for over 200 yards uh, against Wofford. Went on the road, and, I mean, it was a very close game. And the reason I said that uh, 
Weber State never gave Kennesaw State a chance in the second is that the offense was just completely stagnant there in the second yeah. second half. But Well, they were winning the line of scrimmage in the second no half. No doubt, no doubt. But And I think that was worn down. And you look at your team and you're thinking, well, gosh, we're playing with our third-string quarterback. Our offensive line has has just youth and, and inexperience going up against much bigger and much older players. You realize once it's all said and done, this was a miraculous season for Kennesaw State to get as far as they did after the OGs leave. And here you are in Ogden, Utah, playing with your third string quarterback, really, and, and had a chance to win the football game. It's just Weber State was better there in that second half. You know, that's another intangible you toss out there. And this is in no way offering any kind of an excuse or anything. But one of the unique situations when you play these Mormon church universities is that, and BYU is a good example of it too. Not every player, but a good majority of those players, if they are really true believers in the Mormon faith, they play a couple of years and then they go away for two years of missionary service and then they come back. And of course, the end result of that is their upperclassmen tend to be more like 23, 24, 25 year old guys. And I'm not a physician. I'm not really a trainer, but I would tell you that you probably are going to progress a lot from the time you're an 18, 19, maybe 20 year old kid to where you're 24, 25. And that's a big advantage for them in situations like this against a young team. Yeah. Again, those intangibles you don't think about, you don't, uh, you don't really anticipate and really it doesn't matter. You've got to go out and play them on the road and Hey, they're still in the playoffs and uh, you know, they had to pick up a big win against Montana. So, you know, congratulations to them. I was impressed by their football program, by their by their uh, facilities, oh, yeah. and by the, the views that we got to see there in Ogden, Utah are just miraculous. It's beautiful. I think the great thing that comes out of this one is now you have a team still predominantly young that has two playoff games under their belt, a lot of guys who really didn't even have much playing time under their belt coming into this past season. You enter next season with a bunch of guys who have a season under their belts. They didn't achieve any, well, a couple of their goals, obviously the big goal, but the secondary big goal was the conference. They didn't do that, but they sure did respond well after the game that knocked them for all intents and purposes out of the conference. And I think they carry a chip on their shoulder, which is something that's really been a part of this program since it started. And that makes them a formidable team going into 2020. Well, you got to wonder when the, they start talking about, uh, you know, recruiting classes and spring games, and then you get into predictions, preseason predictions, is Monmouth going to be probably give them the nod out of respect for winning I the championship? I don't know, without Kenji Bahar. But yeah, they're going to lose a lot of they're yeah. going to lose a lot of players. They and, were much more senior laden yep, than Kennesaw yep. State was. They do return Pete Guerrero, who's yeah. who had really got some national attention, and good for him, and good for the Big South and the Monmouth football program that Pete Guerrero's getting all the accolades that he is has gotten because of the playoff run that Monmouth provided. But it'll be interesting to see. Is Kennesaw State going to be picked to finish first in the Big South? Of course, those preseason polls don't matter. You've got to win on the field. Um, But it it makes Big South that much more with two playoff teams that went deep into the playoffs or or into the second round at least. It gives them much more of a – you know, you're not just this pushover conference. You've got two two football teams, and I think North Alabama is going to be an up-and-comer that's going to be fun to watch. I think Campbell as well. Yeah, and Hampton potentially yep. can be also. I mean, yep. you really had Kennesaw State and Monmouth at the top, but then you also had a couple other teams that had, well, one that had a winning record, but others that are right there around the 500 level with pretty young casts of characters. So we'll talk more about that stuff when we get into the third segment of this program. Right now we'll take a timeout. Coming up next, our Owl Spotlight segment. 
And we put the spotlight brightly on the head man, Brian Bohannon, who will give us his postmortem as he and I sat down a couple of days ago to discuss the 2019 season and take a look ahead. Coming up a little bit later, we'll talk more about signing day, which just happened as the Owls inked 15 new players. We'll get into that a little bit more. We also will discuss what lies ahead because there is no offseason anymore. There's just a period of the year where there aren't games. But rest assured, the future is going to be bright here at Kennesaw State. Back after this timeout, we want to remind you also that Inside the Nest is presented by HelloFresh. And we're back with more after this. You're listening to Kennesaw State University Football. Hey, if you're looking to solve your dinner dilemma and are interested in the concept of meal kit delivery, HelloFresh is your go-to for healthy eating, sustainability, simplicity, and affordability. HelloFresh delivers perfectly portioned meals, including calorie-smart and vegetarian options, as well as plans for specialty diets like keto, vegan, and gluten-free. HelloFresh offers a variety of plans that aren't just healthy for you, but also the environment. HelloFresh is trusted by millions as an easy, fun, and affordable way to cook. With more five-star reviews than any other meal kit delivery service, HelloFresh was also voted number one best meal delivery service by USA Today. To check out our affordable plans and learn more about healthy eating made simple, go to HelloFresh.com today. Kennesaw State first-year head coach Amir Abdurrahim and his men's basketball team are underway in 2019. Don't miss your chance to see the new-look Owls as they battle a tough non-conference schedule as well as their always challenging Atlantic Sun Conference slate. Don't miss your opportunity to catch both the men's and women's teams in action this season. For tickets, contact the Kennesaw State Athletics Ticket Office at 470-KSU-OWLS or go to ksuowls.com slash tickets today. Two-back Glover slots Reed and Terry. Terry motions far side, and here is Murphy dropping to throw and flipping it toward the end zone. Caught! Touchdown! Touchdown, T.J. Reed! And the Owls do punch it in, and they take a 16-9 lead with 3.51 to go in the half. Inside the Nest is presented by HelloFresh, and we put a bow on 2019. Brian Giffen with Coach Bohannon. And Coach, first, congratulations on another great season here at Kennesaw State. Let's look back and reflect, if you will, on the 2019 season in general. Well, I think going into the season with all the uncertainty, all the change, a new offense, personnel-wise anyways, a new defensive staff, it was just a lot going on. And I think there was a lot of growing up and finding our way a little bit. And I think as the season went on, especially after we got beat at home, we started to rally and kids started to play a little more like we expect to play here at Kennesaw State. So I thought we really did a great job this year. I thought our kids rallied. I thought next man up mentality was huge. And to find a way to go win a playoff game and really have an opportunity to win another, I thought was monumental for our program. You know, our expectations are always to win the last game, but I think considering everything that went on, this was really a really a positive year for this group. The irony is, and you guys set these goals every year, but the ironic thing perhaps is that maybe one of the better things that happened in hindsight was losing that game at home and realizing the purpose and cause and the things you talk about, the focus elements. Yeah, no question. I think it got everybody's attention. And I call it the drastic consequence. You know, and unfortunately sometimes in this game that's the only way the message can be delivered. I'd rather not be that way, but it needed to happen. It wasn't a lot of fun, but it did get us back in a line with how we need to be and what we need to do to be successful here. 
Let's look back now at the Weaver State game. Obviously a game against the third-ranked team in the country. They're a seeded team. They're on their field. They're rested. You go out there with your third or arguably even fourth quarterback, and you dominate the first half of the game. And I think one of the things that stands out about all of that for me is maybe you silence – not that they matter, but you silence some of the doubters, and you showed that Kennesaw State belongs on this stage. Yeah, there's no question. And You know, after the first playoff game, I communicated that, but – you know, we got a good football team, and we weren't getting a lot of credit for that this year. But I thought our kids played extremely hard. We gave ourselves every opportunity to win the game. In playoff games like that, especially when you're on the road and playing a team of their caliber, you can't beat yourself. Yeah. And that happened to us. You know, a critical turnover. We missed some opportunities in some other areas. And even all that being said, we still got the ball late in the game with a chance to go win the game. So I think our kids, though it was a tough loss, I think they all know they could have won. And I'm hoping that's going to be some motivation going into next year. So, all right, we went out west. We played the third-ranked team in the country. And we know if we go take care of ourselves first that we can win the ball game. And I think with a young team, a lot of guys coming back, that ought to be some really good motivation. You know, around here, and I told them after the game, and we ain't never going to be happy till we win the last game. Sure. And that's just the standards and expectations here. And it is what it is. And they know it and they understand it. But we're never going to be happy till we win the last one. You mentioned a little bit earlier that you have been watching some of the other playoff games around FCS football. What do you feel like are the pieces that you need or the steps you need to take to finally reach that milestone you haven't quite gotten to yet? Well, I think you look, I mean, we, you know, you continue to, I think in areas up front on both sides, get a little bigger, a little more physical in some areas. Never take away from who we are, which is our athleticism and run yeah. to the ball and the way we do things. And then obviously depth is, a, you know, as much as you can get because it's a long year. I mean, you know, this year with a 12-game regular season, and then you throw a couple playoff games on top of them, it's a long year. So you got to have some depth. And right now you look at those teams that are left, they're all pretty good on defense. They're all able to run the football. The things that we knew going into this, building this program, that would give you a chance to win championships. But we're not far away. We're not. You know, I think we took some strides this year with a lot of circumstance around it, but I thought we took some strides in the right direction. 13 seniors move on, and obviously that's part of the process, and there's always a little bit of an emotional element there. I'd like to get your comments on a handful of them. Daniel David. What a great job he came in after sitting behind Chandler Burks, and he owned it, took the leadership role, came to work every day, loved the way he went about his business, loved the change in mindset when he decided, I'm going to go into my senior year and I'm going to make the best of it. And when he did that, I thought he did a really great job. Desmond Johnson. Never happened before here where you have a four-year first-team all-conference kid. Came here as a preferred walk-on. What made him who he was was how hard he played. And I think uh, late in the year especially, it showed up a ton. Bronson Rex Steiner. Breakout year for Bronson. He walked down the hallway one day. It was about a month ago. And he said, Coach, you know, I wish you'd have redshirted me because I want to play another year. And I think he recognized his preparation had changed a little bit, and and he was getting the results he wanted on the field. And what a heck of a year he had. I appreciate the insights on those guys. And obviously it doesn't discount the value of the others either. They all contributed mightily in their careers here. Absolutely. Every kid here contributes. And I think that's one thing we've tried to do, that just because you're not the starter or the guy playing all the time, everybody has a vital role in us being successful here. Some guys – we're seniors and really hardly ever played it down here. But they're just as important as everybody, and everybody on this team's important. So proud of every senior. It was a heck of a season, obviously, 
it didn't end quite the way we wanted, but I think a lot of good things were accomplished. We sit here on the December edition of National Signing Day, and we will touch on that a little bit later in the podcast a little bit more and get your thoughts on that. But the one element of college football is that players move on and there's always change. Absolutely, and that's part of it. And every team's a different team, and every year's a different year. You know, we, we got a new crew of, of owls coming in, and we got some guys coming back that hopefully got a little more experience and understanding of what it takes to go win week in, week out, and how you got to go about your business. So I'm excited about next year. I've, I've told our staff that, and I'm going to tell the kids that when they get back, but I'm excited about it. As difficult as winning is week to week, it's probably more difficult year over year over year because of the amount of change. And you've got to keep the culture intact and keep bringing the same kind of people in year after year after year. We've won 48 games in five years. Yeah. It's never been done. I think that tells you about the coaches, the players, the culture, everything that's involved with this football program. I think it's phenomenal. I think sometimes it kind of goes unnoticed. I think sometimes it's like, We've won so much here, it's almost an unrealistic expectation. It's not easy winning, and it's not easy maintaining it. Yeah. It's hard enough to climb a ladder, but staying at the top of it, that's really tough. And I give our kids and our staff a lot of credit. We've been able to do that. That's what we plan on doing. But it's really been remarkable what's going on with this program in the last five years. We want to say thanks for the access and the cooperation you guys give us. It's a thrill ride to be able to chronicle the growth, development, and impressive accomplishments of this program as we go along and we look forward to continuing to do it as we move forward absolutely brian we appreciate you guys and you know we're going to continue moving forward and hopefully we can get to that last one by the way happy birthday 29 again looks good on you yeah you know these 29s are kind of starting to add up on me a little bit and the gray hairs are too but i appreciate it thank you all right coach bohannon spending some time with us here post-mortem on 2019 but a lot to look forward to in 2020 we'll be back with more inside the nest after this it's presented by hello fresh and we're back after this time out you're listening to kennesaw state university football Hey, if you're looking to solve your dinner dilemma and are interested in the concept of meal kit delivery, HelloFresh is your go-to for healthy eating, sustainability, simplicity, and affordability. HelloFresh delivers perfectly portioned meals, including calorie-smart and vegetarian options, as well as plans for specialty diets like keto, vegan, and gluten-free. HelloFresh offers a variety of plans that aren't just healthy for you, but also the environment. HelloFresh is trusted by millions as an easy, fun, and affordable way to cook. With more five-star reviews than any other meal kit delivery service, HelloFresh was also voted number one best meal delivery service by USA Today. To check out our affordable plans and learn more about healthy eating made simple, go to HelloFresh.com today. Kennesaw State first-year head coach Amir Abdurrahim and his men's basketball team are underway in 2019. Don't miss your chance to see the new-look Owls as they battle a tough non-conference schedule as well as their always-challenging Atlantic Sun Conference slate. Don't miss your opportunity to catch both the men's and women's teams in action this season. For tickets, contact the Kennesaw State Athletics Ticket Office at 470-KSU-OWLS or go to ksuowls.com tickets today. Constantine going to air it down the field. McPherson intercepted Dorian Walker down around the 30-yard line. Bust out the plank. The Owls have it back at the 30, and there's 8.21 left to go. And we're back inside the nest. It's presented by HelloFresh, the 18th edition of the Inside the Nest podcast here in 2019. And we sure appreciate the opportunity to do these and obviously our association with Kennesaw State football. Nathan, it's been a fun year in a lot of respects, and I think 
you know, you go back to that old adage that every team in the country finishes the season on a note they'd rather not finish it on, meaning, of course, at our level, it's probably going to be James Madison versus North Dakota State. Who knows? We'll find out this weekend. But good season for Kennesaw State. I think a big step because you lose all the OGs, you bring all these younger players up and guys that we talked about in the first segment didn't have a tremendous amount of experience. You had a whole new offense in terms of personnel other than one guy. And, you know, you lose one of your most dynamic players. You battled injuries to your defensive ends, on and on and on. Yet you put up an 11-win season and you, again, go two rounds into the playoffs. Nobody's happy with that around here, but I think you'd certainly take it given where we were when the season started. Well, and I think that you, if you're realistically looking at this, if the team went five and six or six and whatever, you'd be like, well, the OGs left and you kind of had an excuse to make it. There yeah. was no excuses. There was no excuses. This coaching staff wasn't going to settle for for just having a decent season. They were looking for championships, and it's that eat, it's that effort, attitude, toughness, culture that has really solidified here among these young men, and it's just great, and I know you feel the exact same way. It's great to be around this coaching staff and these young men who are just outstanding athletes, but just good people, and you could see them gelling as a season, especially that offensive line that had so many question marks, and no, they didn't do everything right, and yes, they missed some assignments, and no, you're never going to make Grant chestnut happy but the reality is is that there are no excuses they're not going to accept excuses and they're just reloading now with the signing class they just had yeah and speaking of the signing class 15 new players have inked letters of intent to come and join the kennesaw state house football program we'll get into a little bit more as far as the signing class and we'll hear from coach bohannon's thoughts on the class coming up in a little bit but i think one of the things for me that stands out nathan is that you really kind of took an even number of players across the board to address specific yep. needs and also coach Bo told me not really on mic but off mic that every year you're looking to add a couple of transfer players and you know I'm aware of a couple that I know relatives of theirs that have expressed that they'd love to see at Kennesaw State we'll see if that comes to fruition or not of course they have to be good fits there's a lot to be determined but I'm excited about this signing class one of the things I think that you see right away that jumps off the page is there is an effort now to get bigger and I think that's been a disadvantage in a couple of cases particularly in the playoffs South Dakota State comes to mind Weber State comes to mind yes seven offensive seven defensive really balanced recruiting Um, there they picked up some offensive linemen some defensive linemen you you gotta love and just just watch and go to ksuals.com and watch some of the video on some of these guys <laughs> these guys can play football they're athletic and they are a different caliber a different level of athlete than you got at year one well and the size thing like we said has really been an issue since look the construct of the team the philosophy of the team's not going to change the idea is speed and athleticism first But I think if you can find guys that are a little bit bigger and can hold their own in the trenches a little bit more and be quick guys, you've really stumbled onto something there. Yeah, I mean, you're talking 250 to 300 pounds rather than 215 to 225 to 250. So yeah, and that that's the kind of athletes you're getting. That's the kind of size you're talking about on both sides of the football. And by the way, while we're talking about that, I want to give a big shout out to Big Z who played here at Kennesaw State and 
transferred to West Georgia and get a chance to play at the West, uh, the East West Shrine game. And uh, that's the kind of athlete that you're going to get. You had one in the first three years. You're talking four or five and six here in this recruiting class. Pretty impressive. Yeah. And I think when you look at the championship teams at this level, you know, the one thing that, of course, jumps off the page immediately is they all play great defense. And that's that's the North Dakota State James Madison's of the world. Really, the two programs that have won, the what is it, the last nine yeah. years now? And they always say defense wins championships, but I think being a little bit more physical on the inside and still having the speed on the edges to get to quarterbacks and disrupt the backfield are going to be big keys for this bunch. The other thing on the defensive side of the ball is that now you move along some guys as seniors from the defensive side. Desmond Johnson, for one, who was a real standout here. Andrew Butcher, who unfortunately injuries kind of held him off a little But when he was on the field, he was a real difference maker here. Dorian Walker, who transferred over from Georgia Tech, moves on. You're going to look for some leadership in the back end of the defense. And I think one of the encouraging things is coming back as a senior, Bryson Armstrong, you still have Charlie Patrick. Kareem Taylor showed us a lot this year. Defense is still going to be a strength. Yeah, and I think that you're bringing back Armstrong, who's been a four-year starter. He's been been awarded as his uh, third uh, All-American. And when you look at the guys and you think, well, this guy's been around. He's going to see – no, he's got another year left. It's Because of the impact that Bryson Armstrong's had, you know, you're really looking forward to see what he can do his senior year. And you know – you're losing some guys in your secondary, but you've you've seen someone like a Marquise Montgomery who stepped up and yeah. played extremely well. Um, Bryson you know, Perry had a pretty good season. W- yeah, without without question. And um, Kareem Taylor. You know, some of those names we'll we'll start seeing and developing. We saw this year was kind of the beginning of their career, and uh, as kind of being that next piece of Kennesaw State that's going to be the future of this team. And and you got to like where you're at. I mean, there's no question this team's going to be formidable. I think 2020 2021. I, I just excited about what's coming on the other side of the ball they add one receiver in the recruiting class possibility perhaps that they may find another one of those somewhere between now and the february signing day but you really look to be pretty strong at the quarterback not only that but deep at the quarterback position because you return tommy bryant who will be the heir apparent i think without question without starter going into camp he'll be a senior and then you know, after that, we did see a little bit of Xavier Shepard this year. They used more of his four-game redshirt situation up earlier in the season, and we already talked a lot about Jonathan Murphy, who we saw what he could do in the playoffs, and you get a little bit more polish on him. Not playing the next week, you have three more seasons with this kid, and I think the sky's the limit for him, but you also add two really good quarterbacks via the signing class. Yeah, and I think that one one thing that Coach Bohannon did with um, Trey White when he was here and Chandler Burks, and then this year with David, uh, Daniel David, was he allowed those backup quarterbacks to get some reps. Yeah. Well, the, the different dynamic is if Tommy Bryant's your starter – you're going to start seeing Jonathan Murphy get in there, who's a left-handed quarterback and yeah. different, going to bring a different dynamic, but different spin on the ball. And so that can cause problems for the defense as well if you're working him in at those timely points in the game. Like this year it was the third series of the game, Tommy Bryant, who was extremely effective against Monmouth. I think that was the lone touchdown drive for Kennesaw State in that first half was Tommy Bryant's drive. Yeah. So, yeah, you do get a chance to see uh, maybe a different look in – 
Coach Bohannon's going to look at this thing, and he always has said he doesn't come in with a template or format. He just plays to his players' strength and abilities, and, and those players who earn, it, who earn it get to play on the field. We'll see what happens. You know, it's going to be interesting. Here are Coach Bohannon's thoughts on the 2019 going into 2020 signing class. Another exciting day in you know, the history of Kennesaw State football, another great signing class. You think about the five years and what all's going on here, and we've won 48 games in five years. It's, it's never been done for a startup program in, in the modern era. I think that's an unbelievable accomplishment for our kids and our, and our staff and just everything that's going on here. And I can't say enough about it because I think it's a big deal. I think it's a really big deal and uh, awfully proud of everything that's going on. You know, in recruiting this class, we've been to the quarterfinals. We've been to the second round. We've done some really good things here. But I think we talked to this class about, hey, our goals here were to win a national championship. In recruiting this class, hey, you guys can help us take that next step and, and make it to that next round and do the things that we set out to do here. So I believe this class can do that. We're not quite finished with the whole class yet, but you had 15 young men who bought into what we're trying to do here, and I truly believe those guys can help us take the next step. I think you look still homegrown and Georgia-based, but you see the brand starting to spread a little bit in Alabama, South Carolina, Tennessee, Florida. I might have missed a state somewhere, but we're expanding the brand. I think people recognize what we're doing and thus giving us an opportunity to do that. I also think we're going to continue to attack the lines of scrimmage every year. You know, obviously we need quarterbacks and we need DBs, but we're going to continue to attack the lines of scrimmage. I thought we made some good strides on that. In this signing period, we'll continue to work on it even a little bit more going into the second signing period. But I'm extremely proud of what our staff did. You know, it's unique for us because we don't have official visits in December because we plan on playing. We only went out recruiting for a week. But I truly believe that winning and doing things the right way speaks volumes, and, and I think kids are seeing that and want to be a part of it, and that's really our intent all along. So excited about today, excited about this class. It's a great group of kids. They were all done at 9 o'clock this morning. Everything was in. You know what I mean? It's just they're bought in. They're ready to go, and we're excited about them, excited about getting some new faces, and excited to continue to build on what we're doing. We're still looking for several transfers that can come in. As you guys know, our plan is we're a high school-based program develop. And then there's three or four or five, depending on the year, of transfers that we bring in. And we're still on the lookout for a few, especially on the back end and the secondary and then maybe a linebacker. And then we'll just see. It's a little easier to plug in on defense. But we're looking for anything that can help us, and, and we'll just see what comes along. we got a little time on that. We want to be patient, make sure we find the right fit. Yeah, and as you heard him talk a little bit about, of course, they're not finished. There's still a few things that they're looking for. And when we get into February, when they have the other, what used to be the only National Signing Day, there will be more additions to the Owls roster for the upcoming season, which, of course, will begin at the end of August. But going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. The other thing to keep an eye on is what they do in terms of potentially, anyway, acquiring transfer-level players that may have jumped in the portal for one reason or the other from various schools around the country. I want to say thanks to all of you guys for tuning into our podcasts all year. We've had a blast doing these. Remember how hot we were sitting out there oh, at camp? Gosh. Now we're sitting here freezing <laughs> <laughs> right before Christmas in the broadcast booth. You know, it's an oddity when you think about how these college seasons go, Nathan. It feels like it flew by. 
Yeah. But you think back to us sitting out there roasting, that feels like an eternity ago. The yeah. trip to Kent State, an eternity yeah. ago. I know. But yet, the entire season zipped by quickly like it was gone in a flash. Yeah, and hearing those names like Jonathan Murphy at the at the, the signing day that we get a chance to do, and I'm sure we'll do again. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah you, you start hearing those names, and now you know him more intimately because you've seen him on the field in a Kennesaw State uniform. and Even when you didn't expect to. Yeah, no doubt. And, and But the storyline from Wofford – being that he came in and ran for 200 yards and, and led this team to a victory, you couldn't predict it, you know, a, a, a 12 months ago, 10, 10 months ago. So anything can happen. We know that. And uh, it's going to be fun. It's always fun to watch what happens. And, and we'll continue to, to bring it to you and, and uh, talk about it and kind of root for the Owls to improve. And you want to see them get back to the playoffs and get, you know, again, make that national attention and kind of earn that, earn that respect. I honestly believe, just based on what's on the roster and what they accomplished this year, they likely are going to be a strong favorite to win the conference. Again, as we saw this last year, what people think in the preseason doesn't matter that much, but there is a lot of talent here, and they gained considerable experience in big moments they hadn't been in before this year. We'll certainly find that out, and we'll be back out there roasting again at camp, doing episode one of the 2020 season once that rolls around, but a whole lot to happen between now and then. Thanks again to all of you for listening, though. Thanks a bunch, too, to the Kennesaw State Athletic Department, the communications staff led by David Bell and his folks that have been tremendously helpful to us. Thanks to all the players. You know who else we don't often thank publicly, but we thank a lot via social and other things? The families of the players yeah. and how great they are. Yeah, and we get to know uh, all of them. And then Chandler Burke's mom, we got a chance to to uh, continue to follow and, and see. And, you know, we watch her debate the the rooting we watched for, her come to Wofford <laughs> yeah, root Wofford, for both teams yeah root, root for both teams but uh saw in, Sheila Sumter yep, over there too, Sheila Sumter phenomenal yep. and her son's playing in Canada gave us a big hug and uh so yeah we we develop and of course Brian Armstrong who's at every game oh and, yeah and uh now how do we forget him yeah don't forget that guy you can't forget that guy he's always here so and and many of the other fans and and friends and family that that follow us and yeah I'll see a a, a Twitter follower or Instagram follower pop in and and kind of say oh who is this and you look and it's a family member because they like our broadcast and kind of want to get to know us and, sure. and follow us. So it's always special to get to know the families and, and, and interact with them during the season. So lastly, we thank Coach Bohannon and his staff who have been tremendous to work with and will continue to be so. We'll hope that staff stays intact. Didn't last year, yeah. but it really didn't hurt the program or take a step backward. I think the culture they've built here is firmly in place and it's up to players, coaches, whoever who come in to fit and augment that yeah. culture. And I think that makes the future very exciting here at Kennesaw State. Nathan, I know that I echo you, Brandon, Lauren Hoffman, who helped us this year. It's a real honor for us to be in these seats, and Mm. it's a great opportunity as a broadcaster to be here doing what we do. And we love doing that and appreciate everybody who's involved. But thanks to you, man. I hope you and your family have a great holiday season. It's right around the corner. And we will look to get together again when the next signing day happens in February. Yeah, it's going to be uh, – it's right around the corner. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family and, and those who listen. You know, hope you have a great holiday season. And uh, hopefully there's a lot of black and gold gifts.
gifts underneath the Christmas tree so we can prepare for the upcoming season and have lots of fan support. Once again, Inside the Nest is presented by HelloFresh. We also want to thank them for backing us all year in this podcast venture. And that'll about do it for edition 18, which is the final of 2019 here on Inside the Nest. Brian Giffen, Nathan McCreary, we will talk to you in February. Everybody go Owls. Thank you for listening to Inside the Nest and tune in all season long for insights and analysis on your 2019 Owls. Inside the Nest is a production of Kennesaw State Athletics, Van Wagner Sports and Entertainment, and HelloFresh.